You're listening to the Branded Cowgirl Podcast, episode 118. What up, friends, and welcome back to the podcast. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. I am so happy to have you here. If you guys are watching on YouTube, hello, my friends. This is my first time actually trying this whole recording video with the podcast episodes, and I don't really know how this is going to work, to be honest. This is very new territory for me, and I kind of like the idea of being able to record my podcast episodes in my pajamas and not looking 100%. Not that I look like exceptionally great today as we record this, but it is more than what I normally look like because usually it's all audio and I don't have to look great. But we're going to give it a shot and just see what happens and see how we feel about it. So got the video hookup, got the microphone hookup. This is going to be a fun little experiment for all of us. Um, it's a new week. Uh, well, not really because when this episode airs, it's going to be a Thursday, but it is, it's still a new week. It's a new week compared to last week. And that means it's another week where I have a stupid TikTok song stuck in my head. And I know you guys can probably relate to that. It seems like every week there's some new trending sound or song that gets stuck in my head and I can't stop singing it. And this week it is that uh, dumb ways to die. That song, you know what I mean? Sorry to burst your eardrums with my singing just now. But uh, yeah, you know the dumb ways to die trending sound that's happening right now? That has been in my head nonstop. <laughs> I swear all week I just walk around my house singing it all the time and even to the point of Tyler is singing it now too we just are constantly going dumb ways to die as we walk around the house so it's really really great what a time to be alive I honestly just wonder if like 30 years from now when my kids are grown up if they're going to be able to look back on all these videos that people are making these days and videos that I have also made and if they are going to just know how much of a viral superstar that their mom was just kidding um but I really I don't know I've just like been on this thought process lately ever since that Joe Rogan thing came out about TikTok um, where they go through the terms and conditions on TikTok and you know there's kind of this big thing I mean TikTok has kind of been taboo since it came out and a lot of people aren't sure about it I've been on a roller coaster of emotions with TikTok myself and I currently still have my accounts I haven't deleted anything yet but I definitely do not focus my attention on TikTok very much. Um, I spend most of my time on Instagram and in other places and TikTok is not a priority of mine. I think, yes, you can go viral on TikTok easier than you can on Instagram, but I don't believe in my own opinion, I haven't seen the same type of assistance come from TikTok that I have from Instagram. I think Instagram is a lot more niche and it's a lot more just where my people hang out. But your business could be different. Maybe more of your people hang out on TikTok. Maybe you've seen a better ROI on TikTok than you have on Instagram. And like, by all means, you do you. TikTok is kind of just a really random place for me right now. I haven't really decided if I'm going to keep it around forever or not. But speaking of viral, um, I've really only had like five videos maybe go technically viral and I mean it kind of depends what your definition of viral is and maybe five is like a lot to some people to me I don't think it's like great I mean it's cool that I've had like even one go viral but like I don't know it's not I don't think anything too special of it um but 
at the time of this video being recorded and this podcast episode being recorded, I currently have a video going viral right now that has actually been going viral for like, it's ha- it has to be like two weeks now. Like I can't even remember exactly when I posted it. It was probably like two weeks ago that this video started going viral. And every single time that, and it was on TikTok, every time I log onto that account to check out the video and, and just the account in general and where, it, where it's at, I have like so, like hundreds of new comments and I'm not even exaggerating. I logged in the other day after not going on for like 24 hours and it said I had 900 new comments. <laughs> it's actually so crazy. I am absolutely swarmed with uh, people following me, engaging with the video, commenting on the video. It's mostly, mostly comments. I've gained followers from it, um, a few hundred followers, but not as many as just like comments that I've been getting. And I, let's see, we're, the current stats on this video, it has 1.5 million views, almost 8,000 comments, and 93.9 thousand likes, and over 4,882 saves. So it's like pretty crazy right now, which is super cool. But I will say the funny thing is the engagement on this video is mostly negative. Well, I won't say mostly. It's 50-50. It's 50% negative, 50% positive. Um, I'd actually, actually, I retract that. I'd say it's mostly positive, but there is a lot of negative. So yes, that is right. My viral video is very controversial. It was um, something that I posted knowing that it would cause controversy so this is very strategically done I knew this was probably going to ruffle feathers I knew this was probably going to get a lot of people to start conversations in the comment section it was going to trigger people I knew I just knew that this was going to happen because this type of video I've seen it happen before um (laughs) and boy has it done what I thought it was going to do so for those curious it was literally a video of me making a breakfast sandwich for my husband in the morning and then just me saying things that I do for my husband out of respect for him. And if you want to go watch the video, you can go watch the video. It's really nothing too exciting, but it's essentially just some things that we do in our marriage that has worked for us and things that I like to do for him. And who would have known that doing anything nice for your husband would cause so many people to be mad. So on that note, if you would like to uh, go viral on any sort of social media platform, just post nice things that you do for your husband and uh, I promise it'll blow up. Take for that what you will. I, I don't know. I don't really know if I'm happy about this. I've like contemplated just turning off the comments because I'm kind of sick and tired of getting so many notifications. I actually don't even get notifications. I turned off notifications for all social media. I refuse to uh, go on social media every time I get get a notification. So I've had those turned off for like a year now. And that was honestly a great decision on my part because I used to see the little pop thing pop up on my phone and I would click on it every single time. So I don't get notified of anything on Instagram, anything on TikTok, unless I actually go onto the app, which is why if you DM me on Instagram and you need information fast, that is not the fastest way to do it. Send me an email. I do have my email notifications turned on, although I've thought about turning those off too, Um, but that's the fastest way to get in touch with me for sure. Um, 
definitely because I won't I don't get notified like people will try to DM me as if it's like a text message and that I get it and I, I don't I don't see them I don't uh, <laughs> I don't spend my time like that I don't even respond to text in that much of a timely manner to be honest so I know a lot of people will try to like text me thinking that they're gonna get an inf- like a question answered faster and I'm the type of person that will let a text message sit on my phone for like weeks I'm not even joking. I literally had a friend text me and I just like didn't have the mental capacity to respond to that text message for like weeks. And I finally responded and was like, hey, hi, it's me. I'm not dead, I promise. Um, So anyway, maybe somebody else can uh, relate to that. But I am so off subject right now. Holy cow. So um, what I want to say about this video that has gone viral is this is not my first time getting a million views on something or going viral, if that's what we want to call this. This video in particular, as well as the other ones too, but have taught me um, a few specific things about what going viral really means and whether or not that it's necessary to grow online and if it actually helps your business grow online. I think as a creator, it's different if you consider yourself a content creator and that is your job, then going viral means a lot different of a thing than it does if you're a business owner. Um, but they also can go hand in hand too. So in today's episode for this podcast episode, that is what we're going to be talking about, uh, what going viral means, my experience with it, why I don't believe it's all what it's cracked up to be, and my best tips to help boost videos in the algorithm to increase your chances of going viral if that is a goal of yours. So we're kind of going back and forth. I'm going to be telling you why you don't necessarily need to be going viral, but also I do see the benefit in, in some ways. So if that is a goal of yours and you want to start getting more viral videos, then I will be providing tips at the end as well for that. So if that sounds like something that you would like to hear about, then stay tuned and let's saddle up and get to work. Hey, you're listening to the Branded Cowgirl podcast hosted by yours truly. My name is Sarah Elrod and I'm a serial entrepreneur through and through, but most importantly, I'm a wifey, a mama, and pretty much a crazy horse lady. I started this podcast based on an old saying my husband once told me, that every successful rancher has a wife that works in town. And being the stubborn, wannabe homesteading housewife that I am, I decided that why do I have to work in town in order to contribute? So I made it my mission to teach other rural women and entrepreneurs how to grow thriving brands online from way out yonder. Whether you live out in the middle of nowhere, have to take a dirt road to get there, or if you're just a mama who wants to stay home raising babies and cows someday, this is the place for you. On this show, we talk about marketing, social media, branding, content creation, Western lifestyle, and so much more. We believe that business does not have to be boring and that you can never own too many pairs of cowboy boots. So grab a coffee and your favorite notebook and let's saddle up and get to work. This is the Branded Cowgirl Podcast. If you're a service-based business, you need to hear this. This is your last chance to get HoneyBook for $1 for the next eight months. This opportunity is coming to an end at the end of this month, February 27th, 2023. You do not wanna miss out on this chance to get HoneyBook for this cheap. Who knows if this opportunity is ever going to come back. HoneyBook is the platform that I use to manage everything in my business from client emails, client communications, sending brochures, questionnaires, information, accepting payments online, scheduling meetings, sending 
invoices, getting paid, having clients send contracts digitally, sign them, all the things. Seriously, it is everything that I use in the back end of my business. I would not know how to run this business without HoneyBook keeping me organized. You can also automate workflows. It comes with templates for emails, contracts, um, automated workflows, emails, all the things. I think I said that twice, but seriously, there's templates for everything to make it so, so easy. All you have to do is just get started. They have literally thought of everything to make your business easier. All you have to do is sign up and they take care of the rest for you. Get HoneyBook for just $1 for the next eight months. HoneyBook themselves is not even offering a deal this good. They're offering $1 a month for the next six months, but if you use my special link, you will get it for eight months. So make sure you go to sarahelrod.com slash HoneyBook. I'll put the link in the show notes and down in the description, but make sure you go to my link, use my link to get this special code because you do not want to miss out on this opportunity. That's sarahelrod.com slash HoneyBook. I promise your business will thank you for this. What does going viral actually mean? So if you want to get technical about it, then usually going viral means that a piece of content has been shared and seen by a large number of people in a short amount of time. It's often seen as the goal of content creators and marketers, and it can result in a lot of attention and recognition for the content creator or the brand. But honestly, I don't really like that definition for viral because most people think that they need millions of views to be considered having gone viral and instead of that I want you to start thinking of viral as just having gone significantly better like views and engagement on a certain piece of content that you have in the past or on previous content so let's say when you post a reel on average typically you get around 300 views on that video or on on your previous videos on average Anytime you post a video, you get around 300 views. And then you post a video or a reel and all of a sudden you get 2,000 views. To me, I consider that going viral in your own way. It might not be viral to the rest of the world, but it is viral to your account because you have now gained significantly more views and engagement on that piece piece of content that you have in previous pieces of content. Now, as I was saying before, there was a time when I got a million views on a piece of content, a few pieces of content actually that I've gotten have gone viral in that sense. And yes, I got more followers. No, I did not get more brand deals. I got good and bad engagement and feedback on these videos, not just the one that I talked about in the introduction, but also on the other videos too. There's good and bad reactions. When you start stepping into the world world of getting a lot of attention on your stuff, that is when you're opening the door to potentially receiving all feedback from all corners of the internet and there are trolls everywhere and you have to kind of put up a good shield because, and understand that just because some people hate what you're posting doesn't mean that everybody does, but you have to be able to take that with a grain of salt because it does suck. It hurts to have somebody not like what you're doing and how you live your lifestyle or whatever piece of content you're putting out. It can, it can be very personal for some people so you have to have thick skin in order to be willing to step into this realm and understand that not everything you post is going to get positive feedback all the time. Now the other thing that I noticed with these videos was that when they were in the midst of going viral and they were getting lots of comments and lots of engagement and every time I would go on it'd be like all these new people seeing the post and it was going up 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 this hill and everything seemed really great but then all of a sudden it would just drop off and every video I posted after that seemed to do worse and worse and worse and nothing really came um, came of it from other than just, okay, I, I got some traction on this one video, but it was kind of a one hit wonder, which we are going to talk about later in this episode. It's fun 
to have videos that go viral. You know, nobody's gonna sit here and tell you that it's not because everybody to some degree likes that attention, right? Everybody likes knowing like, oh wow, like this video is getting seen by a lot of people. It feels good um, overall. Like I said, sometimes it's bad feedback, but you know, if you're kind of in the midst of getting both, it usually typically feels good. You know, you're happy about it. But I will say overall, what I've learned is it's not going to drastically change your life, especially if it is just one video but what I do think this does tell us is when we have a video that's going viral is it tells us what kind of content that we should be making more of and where our people are at and what they want to see more of or what they want to see less of depending on the reaction to the particular video now most people kind of like I've done in the past make the mistake of having that one hit wonder video and then never doing anything with it they never go beyond that one video they just let it be they let it go through the ebbs and flows that it's going to go through and then that's it they don't do anything else after that so my advice to you is if you do find yourself in that that area where you have a video you have a piece of content that's going viral is to ride that wave what you want to be doing is not just let that one video go if you see that a video is taking off you want to be posting a lot of content after that and personally i'd say a lot of content on the same subject but it can also be slightly different too you can test the waters a little bit if you want but i would say ride the wave of whatever subject that piece of content was on post a lot more videos right after that of the same type of content and the same, the, you know, similar content to the, the way you filmed it or what you were talking about, however you wanna go about that. I would try a bunch of different things, but post a lot, ride that wave. And um, also just, just be willing to go on and engage with people. I think that's really important too, is to be responding to comments and, and be engaging and, and don't just let that sit there and die. You want to really get the most out of this piece of content since it is taking off and take advantage of the situation that has presented itself. So now let's talk about why going viral. I mean, we talked about kind of like what it is to go viral and what that might feel like, but I want to stress why going viral is not that important. Now, I've, I've kind of mentioned this a couple different times, but it might seem like the holy grail of marketing and promotions, but it's not necessary for success. And I can't stress that enough. I think that two things can be true at once. And my opinion has changed on this, but I used to think that quality over quantity was the way to go, that you should be making really high quality pieces of content instead of trying to pump out a lot of content content less is more as society has evolved and as these new social media platforms have come out and as things are changing you do not have to have perfect lighting now good lighting obviously helps there are there are pros and cons to all these things like yes it will help you to have these like really high quality pieces of content but don't get frozen in this idea of perfection to where it holds you back from actually creating because half the time the videos that go viral are the ones that you would never think are going to go viral you will spend all this time trying to create this high piece uh high quality piece of content and that one is not going to do as well as the video that you just quickly whipped out your phone recorded and hit post so you want to make sure that you aren't just sitting 
there spending so much time on creating every single piece of content and not wasting your time, but putting too much effort in where where it's not necessary. Like you do not need to have perfection. You know, you can have quality without, without completely overdoing it. And I do believe that while yes, it can be hard to create a lot of content and you have to find that sweet spot where you are able to do it without getting too burnt out. But the more content you are putting out there, it's just a fact of the fact of the matter is the more you're putting out, the more chances you're giving yourself to go viral. If you're putting out one video a day, you have, I mean, that's really good. That's more than what most people are doing. But if you're putting out four videos a day, what are the chances that one of those videos is gonna take off? It's a heck of a lot more than the person that's putting out one video a week. You don't have to post four videos a day. That's not what I'm telling you you should do or you need to do. But I'm just saying that the more you do put out there, the more chances you are um, going to have of going viral. So figure out what works for you. Yes, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. If, you know, putting out one video a week is what works for you, then that's fine. You can stick to that, but don't be afraid to experiment either. Before we get into, now I know at the beginning I, I talked about the, I'm gonna give you 10 different strategies on how to make videos go more viral. Um, but before we get there, I just wanna talk about why videos go viral. Like why do videos, certain videos go viral and others don't. In reality, I don't know. Like there that, there could be a million different reasons for this. Um, so don't at me on this. But uh, there are many factors that can contribute to a piece of content going viral, such as the content itself, the timing, the audience, and the lighting, and so much more. Now, the content is a major factor. Like we all know that, what you're actually talking about. And it needs to be something that resonates with your viewers, something that is really relatable, it's funny, it's emotional, any of those kinds of things tend to do really well. And timing is very crucial. It needs to be something that is posted at a time when it will be seen by the most people. The platform it is posted on also plays a huge role in this as some platforms are more likely uh, to spread content quicker. And this is platforms like TikTok versus Instagram. Instagram is a lot more curated with its content, whereas TikTok tends to throw things out there a lot faster. And there are pros and cons to both of these things. And lastly, we talked about how the audience is important. They need to be able to relate to your piece of content that you have put out there. And they need to be wanting to share it with their friends and their families and their other followers. These factors all combined can lead to one piece of content going viral. So those are all things you need to keep in mind when you're trying to create this ideal piece of content that you think is going to take off. Now, getting into those 10 tips for making your videos reach more people. Let's talk about them. I'm gonna list them off and then we can kind of break them down a little bit more after that. So the first one is to add text to your videos. The second one is to make sure there is enough time to read that text, but not too much time. Uh, three seconds is typically your sweet spot. Number three is to put text in the center of the screen and make it easy to read. Number four is to use a visually pleasing clip in the beginning of your video to hook an audience and make sure to include a person or an animal in or some kind of subject in that video as well. 
Uh, number five is no heavy filters. Number six is to make original content. Number seven is to cut the fluff and get straight to the point. Number, what number were we on? Eight uh, is to use call to actions. Number nine is to look for trending sounds, but don't overuse those trending sounds. You want to use sounds that have uh, kind of between like five to 10,000 views. Um, are typically kind of a good sweet spot as well. And then number 10 is to use branding stereotypes to reach the right people. Let's break these things down a little bit more. So number one is to add text to your videos. Text is really important because when you add text to your videos, considering most people are watching videos on silent did you i don't know if you guys knew that or not but there is this statistic that has come out that has shown that most people when they're scrolling they are not scrolling with their volume up and so you want to add text to your videos to explain what is happening and if you're talking especially if you're talking in the video you want to be sharing um the words like almost like subtitles or captions i think if you use like on instagram there's that sticker that will just automatically create subtitles i think that's the bare minimum and it's better than nothing but personally I do believe that spending the time to actually go in and plug in your own subtitles and write out the words and then time them out is the best way to do it because you can get more information whereas the subtitles on Instagram through that like sticker option it goes like with each word so as you're talking it will filter through but usually people are reading a lot faster than you're talking and so if they have to wait for that next line to pop up sometimes it can get boring because they're trying to read it and get the information quicker and so you you know like I said if you're if you're struggling with time and you need to just do the sticker it's fine but um, if you have the time and you're willing I would say it would tend to do better to add in your own text and to time that out um, that kind of way uh, the second tip was to make sure that there's enough time to read that text but not too much time three seconds is usually the sweet spot um, there's nothing more annoying than those people that put all the words on their videos but they're only on there for like a half a second and you can't even read what they're trying to put up there so make sure that you're timing it out to where you're giving enough time for people to actually be able to read the words that you're putting on your screen. So about three seconds is usually um, a good amount of time. And then the third thing is to put text in the center of the screen to make it easy to read. If you know on like Instagram or TikTok when you're on the actual app and you're scrolling videos, there's usually the little settings on the sides, um, you know, for you to like and comment and share the video. And it's on the sides of the video. And there's there's kind of a lot going on down at the bottom and on the side and sometimes at the top. And so if you're putting the words like really small and smushed down at the bottom, you're not going to be able to see what they say in those uh, clips. So make sure you're putting it right in the center of the screen so it's clear to read and it's easy and people aren't having to like try to read through the lines. Number four was to use a visually pleasing clip in the beginning to hook your audience and to include a person or an animal or some kind of interesting subject. Now this is a big one because if the very first clip of your video is just a picture of a blank white wall or something, um, you are probably not going to catch the interest of very many people that way. And our attention spans, especially on these platforms nowadays with so much content being put out, our attention spans are very small. And so you want to be putting out the first clip of a video should be like what grabs their attention and what keeps them watching your video. So make sure that that first 
first initial thing that people are saying seeing has some kind of person or animal in it so that they are more likely to tune into your video now number five was no heavy filters we are definitely stepping into what I've noticed is a lot more people are using less filters or the filters that they are using tend to be a lot more natural looking they aren't using these very heavy looking filters that are changing the colors like crazy some people are using no filters at all and I think it's a very beautiful thing I kind of love my filters though I'm not gonna lie um, I don't usually use the one that ones that like alter my face and like change the shape of my face but I do just like a little bit of like a, a soft filmy grain look there are a lot of videos that I film just on my phone for uh, to be able to use random clips throughout the days and and on multiple different videos and I won't use filters on those because that would be a lot of work so um, to each their own but I would say leaning towards less heavy filters is tends to do better these days so um, the less that you're you're covering up and changing and keeping it more natural and authentic is kind of the way to go right now number six is to be creating original content now trending sounds are obviously very important and one of my other tips is on trending sounds um, and so you want to be including both trending sounds and original content. But I will say original content tends to go more viral than uh, if you're just doing trending sounds. So you could sit there and do trending sounds, which are going to probably get more views and traction initially, but you're probably not going to get hundreds of millions of views on those videos because everybody else is doing the same video over and over and over again. So just make sure that you are using sounds that are not only the ones that are popular, but you're also using sounds that are your own and that you are um, doing like talking head videos where you're giving some sort of advice or tips and it's just you talking to the camera. You could still put music in the background. I, I feel like that tends to be a good way to go about it is creating some kind of video with a voiceover and it's you creating some kind of piece of content that you just want to share that's going to provide value and then you could take a sound that is trending and just lower the volume in the background of your video so you're kind of killing two birds with one stone. Number seven was to cut the fluff and get straight to the point. What you don't want to do in these videos considering reels and TikToks and these short form video pieces of content are all about just quick information. It is quick value. Um, people are just trying to get in and get out. This is not the time to drag it out. That is a place for YouTube or something where more longer videos are expected. Um, but when you are on Instagram Reels and TikTok, most people are looking for quick, easy information to access. So cut out all the fluff and go straight to the point. If you're talking about five ways to I don't know, cook a pizza, then go like immediately jump in and the first line out of your mouth is five ways to cook a pizza. One, two, three, four, five, done. That's your video. And that's how quick it should be. You don't want to sit there and just drag it out and be like, well, let me tell you the history of pizza before we get into the tips because you're going to lose people. They want, they want the tips and they want them fast and they want them now. Uh, number eight is to use call to actions. Now you've heard me talk about call to actions before in Instagram captions, which is like comment below, share this video, leave me a message, all those things. It is just as important in these short form videos, um, except, and you can still put them in the caption because I still believe in captions on these videos, but I would throw in a call to action at the end of the video or in the beginning of the video. You could do both. Um, but basically you have your video, it rolls, you have your five tips, and then all of a sudden at the end, 
end, you're like, by the way, follow for more tips or drop a comment below about what your favorite one was or whatever your call to action is gonna be on that particular piece of content. But telling people, and I think it's really powerful in video, to tell people what you want them to do because it feels a lot more personal and people are going to be more likely to actually do what you want them to do. Um, number nine was to look for, this is the trending sounds one that I said I was going to bring back up. So look for trending sounds, but you don't want to overproduce these. And typically sounds, like you want to look for the sounds that are starting to pick up but aren't already viral now not to say like you can still post the ones that are really popular if you have a funny idea for something you know that have hundreds of millions of views already i would say you want to pick up the trends where before they get like too busy so if you can start to see that a sound is going viral and i don't know if you guys know this or not but on instagram when you're scrolling down reels and you look down at the bottom where it like tells you what the sound name is and you can like click on it you'll see there will be like a little arrow that's pointing up if that sound is trending and so if you look at that and you see that that sound has like 5,000 views that's a great time to use that sound because it is starting to pick up and starting to gain traction and if you can get in on that early your video is more likely to perform better so I would definitely keep an eye on that when you're saving your sounds and choosing videos that you're going to create to certain sounds and then the last one was to use branding stereotypes to reach the right people now I don't know if you guys remember this or not but I did an entire episode not that long ago on branding stereotypes it was episode 111 and so definitely go tune into that episode if you are curious on what branding stereotypes is I don't want to go into all of that on this episode because I've already done an entire episode on it so use branding stereotypes to reach the right people in your videos is very very important um, make sure that you are, are reaching the right people and the people that you want to reach by showing up looking a certain way fitting the part literally stereotyping your ideal client because <laughs> It works, whether we want to admit it or not, it works. At the end of the day, going viral isn't the only way to be successful. You wanna focus on creating that quality content that is going to engage and resonate with your audience. Understand who they are, what they want to see, and use that knowledge to grow your business or your brand. I wanna know what your thoughts are on this episode. Have you ever had a video go viral before? Has it worked for you? Have any of these tips ever worked for you in the past? Does a viral video change your life? Is it something you strive for or do you just tend to focus on other aspects of your business or your brand? Let me know, send me a message over on the Branded Cowgirl Podcast Instagram. I'd love to engage with conversation with you. And until next time, thank you so much for being here. I love you guys and I'll talk to you in the next one. Bye. You've just finished another episode of the Branded Cowgirl Podcast. And if that doesn't make you happier than a rooster on Sunday, then I don't know what will. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Branded Cowgirl Podcast and TikTok. Also join the exclusive Facebook group just for listeners. You can find it by searching Branded Cowgirl Podcast Insiders or head to the link in the show notes. If you liked what you heard, please leave us a five-star rating over on Apple Podcasts or wherever you are listening. It means the absolute world to me to read your kind words, but it also helps other amazing rural women find the show as well. If you would like to sponsor an episode or advertise on the Branded Cowgirl podcast, then please head to sarahelrod.com slash sponsor BCP for more information. Thanks again for being here and I'll talk to you in the next one.